inspiring and educational interviews with today's most exciting and enterprising young warrant officer leaders. Each episode is dedicated to exploring real-life leadership in the warrant officer cohort in tackling the problems faced in large-scale combat operations and multi-domain operations. And now, here's your host. In today's episode, my incredibly excellent guest shares some of her personal and professional experiences as a transportation warrant officer. Then we'll look at how those experiences contribute to meeting doctrinal requirements for transportation warfighting. All Cohort W guests were recommended by senior warrant officers in their branch. And today I am joined by Transportation Warrant Officer CW2, Alicia Sexton. Thanks so much for your time today, Alicia. Can you share with the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Good afternoon. My name is Chief Warrant Officer 2, Alicia Sexton. I'm originally from a small town in Minnesota and joined the United States Army in 2002 as a Transportation Management Coordinator, or 88 November. In 2015, I was selected to become a Warrant Officer, and on April 16th this year, I will actually celebrate my army anniversary of 19 years. I have experience operating in many parts of the world to include Europe, the Pacific, Middle East, and throughout the United States conducting humanitarian missions and exercises. My hobbies include snowboarding, traveling, and pretty much anything in the water. I look forward to retirement in the future and moving back home to Minnesota to start a family. I also plan on buying a house on a lake, and I'm hoping to find a position as a civilian helping the National Guard and continuing my career in transportation logistics management, a field that I'm knowledgeable, proficient, and very passionate about. Congratulations on your 19th anniversary. That's awesome. Can you share with the audience what your MOS and your MOS title and duty position are? So my MOS is a 882 Alpha or Mobility Warrant Officer, and I'm currently the Mobility Officer for the 1st Cavalry Division Sustainment Brigade located at Fort Hood, Texas. I just want to point out that there are more than just the 882 Alphas in the transportation field. The transportation field also consists of the watercraft operators and engineers. I'm just a small part of the transportation community. Thank you for that orientation for the listener about your work and the distinctions among the three types of mobility warrant officers. Can you share with the audience a bit about your daily work, please? So my role as a mobility warrant officer, I assist with the planning, coordination, implementing, and execution of deployment of my brigade from start to finish. I serve as the technical advisor to the brigade commander, the staff, subordinate units on all matters pertaining to transportation operations and strategic level movements. I also provide in-transit visibility by tracking the movements of personnel and equipment via air, land, and sea in support of worldwide deployments, exercises, and operations by utilizing multiple transportation automation systems. As a transportation technical expert, I also develop, coordinate, and monitor training for unit movement officers, transportation system operators, airload planners, and hazmat certifiers. I maintain the command deployment discipline program for my brigade, provide expertise and additional hands-on training as required. As a mobility officer, we provide accurate unit movement data to the joint planning and execution community to influence TIPFID or time-faced force deployment data to meet commander's intent while abiding by the combatant commanders or COCOM regulatory guidance. Mobility officers also synchronize and coordinate transportation support with higher commands and strategic enablers. Wonderful, and thank you for that detailed description. Also, thank you for including air, land, and sea. That's a good foreshadowing of what's going to come later in this interview with talk about multi-domain operations. 
So can you tell me uh, and the audience, how does that work that you do fit into what your branch does according to doctrine or the warfighting functions? The transportation branch falls into the sustainment warfighting function, uh, which consists of four elements, logistics, financial management, personnel services, and health service support. As a mobility officer, our function falls under the logistics element, and as transporters, we plan and execute the movement and support of forces. We also work with all of the sustainment warfighting function elements to ensure mission accomplishment. The sustainment elements must work together to keep the warfighters supplied, funded, healthy, and ready to complete their missions. Mobility officers are typically placed in the G4 or S4 areas, as well as they have positions in the support operations section, which sections include maintenance, transportation, supply, field services, distribution, operational contracting support, and general engineering. Managing those multiple platforms all over the world in support of your warfighting function sounds very complex. Thank you for sharing that. Is it a fair assumption that you have a lot of discussion with leaders and decision makers and consequently are very important to the command and control warfighting function? Yes, sir. We were hand in hand with all of our our staff counterparts. So the S1, S2, S3, uh, SPO, the five, everyone, we all have to work together to ensure mission success in the planning of the operations. That's a very involved, complex process, ensuring all the horizontal communication necessary, balanced among the four subcomponents of the sustainment warfighting function, provide that quality information to your leaders and decision makers wonderful. Thank you. Now that you've shared about the platforms that you manage worldwide and how you have to collaborate with multiple planners to accomplish the subcomponents of the sustainment warfighting function and that actual warfighting function, can you spin that up one more level to talk about how you support large-scale combat operations? During large-scale combat operations, transportation assets carry the supplies necessary to sustain the force. As a mobility officer, we may not be on the front lines with the combat arms, but they rely on us not only to get them to the fight, but to keep them supplied with food, water, ammunition, medical supplies, and anything else required throughout the mission. We do this by coordinating aircraft, rotary or fixed, rail, truck, or convoys, depending on the type of mission and where we are located. It is important for us to be experts in our craft and on all transportation systems to ensure timely and accurate movement and resupply occurs to keep the momentum of the operation. We must understand the mission for each unit and commander's intent for the operation in order to anticipate the sustainment requirements effectively and deliver timely and accurately. During my uh, most recent CENTCOM deployment, I deployed with my BCT um, and supported them on their missions and resupplied them during their fight. Road movements were not an option, and we had to anticipate when to resupply the food, water, or ammo that would be required, and we had to request the air assets ahead of time, depending on the location that they were in the country. And in some instances, we had to actually sling load it or airdrop it. They also had the capability to reach back to us for emergency resupply and coordinate for assets to deliver. And we had to coordinate for the assets to deliver whatever was required. I really appreciate that beautiful operational example of the complexities of your job during deployment because it provides a good look at what mobility officers might have to deal with in austere environments, possibly while isolated, to support large-scale combat operations. Going on, can you share with me what you think your work will be like looked at through the conceptual lens of multi-domain operations? Multi-domain operation describes how the U.S. Army is part of the Joint Force 
counters and defeats an adversary capable of contesting in all domains. So air, land, maritime, space, and cyberspace uh, in key logistics transportation. Communication is key in order to deconflict uh, competing requirements. So we need to communicate with our joint and coalition partners because we're all competing for the same airspace, same aircraft, the same vessels, rail, trucks, etc. We're still emerging the concept in doctrine. In the future, it may change with our joint partners, but our position as a mobility officer, we need to make sure that we're building those relationships with those joint coalition forces and understanding various factors in different operational environments. We rely on each other for successful missions, not only just between the Navy, Air Force, Army, Marines, and Coast Guard, but our coalition partners. For example, I deployed in support of the Defender 20 exercise last spring, and we had to coordinate through the AMC, SDDC, Transcom, and this was a huge operation. So it was multiple divisions deploying at the same time to the UCOM AOR, and we convoyed across multiple countries, and then we had to deconflict the times making sure that we had clearance and those times matched up between those different borders that we crossed. For planning movements at this scale with multiple divisions, it's important that we all collaborate in the force flow planning of all the divisions and having multiple avenues and different areas of entry, so different ports we're going to use. Say if we can't convoy for a reason, having a backup plan to the plan on how we're going to get the warfighter to where they need to go. Communication with the cyber command is also important to make sure that they're encrypting our information. So if we're convoying across these different countries, the enemy can't just pinpoint where we're at and plan on degrading our mission. Thank you. Another outstanding example and very nice linking your work to Cyber Command and realizing how we are all interrelated in this new fight. It's been a pleasure hearing you describe your practical work and then relate that to the warfighting functions, large-scale combat operations, and multi-domain operations. Can I ask you to take a second or two and share with us what you have learned about your work's importance as part of the Army's mission? So as a mobility officer, my MOS, so of course it has a special place in my heart, but our our role is extremely important in the warfighter's mission. We're planning all the movements from start to finish and coordinating the movement and tracking everything in between so nothing or no one is lost. We coordinate all the flights, rotary and fixed wings, vessels, trains, trucks, and convoy clearances. We track personnel and equipment to ensure the required timelines are met so the warfighter is in place on time to fight our nation's wars and to meet our commander's intent. It's also our job to ensure the warfighter is fully supplied throughout their missions, and we must ensure that they have everything they need so that they are able to fight the enemy and keep our family and friends safe back home. I'm fortunate to teach at the Warrant Officer Career College, and I have the pleasure of working with two mobility warrant officers. However, all of us would agree the real interest is working with our outstanding students. Can I ask you what you would say to a warrant officer who just graduated warrant officer candidate school about the future of your branch? So first off, I would tell them congratulations. Warrant officer candidate school has by far been my most difficult course that I've ever attended and that they should be very proud of their achievement. Before I attended the course... I was briefed by other warrant officers that it was basic training on steroids, and it was the absolute truth. For those that are striving to become mobility officers, the basic course will set them up for success and that they should pay attention to their lessons from their instructors and become those mobility subject matter experts. 
They say that the BCTs or the CAPs will make or break a mobility officer, and they must ensure that they know the craft. They're going to be the only ones in their brigade, and they're moving 5,000 soldiers and probably just as much equipment. Everything that they learn in the mobility basic course, they will use in the real world. And if they don't understand anything or require assistance, ask for help. BCTs are the Army's force multiplier and are always deploying somewhere or, pre- or you're preparing them to come back home. They need to build their mobility networks and maintain all of their relationships for they never know uh, when you might need to reach out for assistance or run into someone again. Communication is key in the mobility field from installation to the ports. Thank you so much for your time and sharing how the work of warrant officers in your branch contributes to meeting the doctrinal transportation warfighting requirements. Thanks so much, Alicia. Have a great day. If you are interested in learning more about the importance of transportation to large-scale combat operations, please visit the Army University Press webpage. Army University Press published two outstanding relevant documentaries, one titled France 44 Red Ball Express, and the other one is titled Stalingrad The Campaign. However, I also encourage you to seek out information directly from outstanding young warrant officers like Alicia Sexton this week and from Episode 1, Aaron Sargent. Thank you for listening and have a great day. On behalf of the Warrant Officer Historical Foundation, thank you to today's guest for your insights on the future of warfare and the importance of the warrant officer to that fight. Special thanks to our theme music composer, retired Sergeant First Class Joshua DiStefano. Visit joshdiStefano.com to hear more of his outstanding works.